Are you ready to change? Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to develop into everything that God has for you? If you answer yes to all of those things, I got news for you. It's time to forgive. I believe that forgiveness often is not a feeling, but forgiveness is a choice that will always benefit you, transform you, and change you in the end. It's time to Hey family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. If no one has told you today, I want you to know you're loved. I want you to know that God is good. He is a good father. And I say it all the time. The reality is he's not like the person who hurt you. We're going to go ahead and get started with today's podcast, today's teaching And I've been thinking a bit more about this idea of forgiveness. What is forgiveness? What does forgiveness look like explained on a deeper level when we really begin to understand forgiveness and it begins to take a place of residence in our heart? What does that look like? How do you see your life transformed? What is the process of forgiveness? The last few episodes, I defined what is forgiveness? What does it look like when I make the decision to release the pain I have, to release the hurt I've experienced in life, and then to walk in wholeness and freedom of everything that God has for me? What does that look like on a daily basis? But not only what does that look like, but then the next episode I shared Where is forgiveness in the Bible? Hear me. We got a lot of people talking about forgiveness. A lot of people saying you need to walk out your forgiveness and you need to uh, live a lifestyle marked by releasing hurt and pain. But as Christians, we got to find this in the Bible. It's impossible to go through life and say, I'm going to do this, this and the third. And it'd be not nowhere in the scripture. And our lives don't give credence to the word of God. In this particular episode, I really want to take some time and I want to further define forgiveness. I want us to walk through a process of forgiveness, share just some stories from my own life where I had to understand what is forgiveness, what is the process of forgiveness, and how do I see my life changed? How did I see my life change from that? And then how can you see your life change too? It's a new year. It's a new season. And I choose to believe that the father wants us to walk in spiritual and emotional wholeness. How does that happen? Through embracing a lifestyle of forgiveness. One of the things I've come to really understand is that some people walk years and years of their lives. They they walk out life and they never really get around to understanding the meat of forgiveness. Their lives are marked with bondage and their lives are marked with sadness and anxieties and depressions and isolations of all kinds because they never really debunk 
forgiveness. I think that's what I want to call this episode. Forgiveness debunked. Why? Because they don't understand it. You see, forgiving someone is, is not meant to make us often. We don't feel great about it. I, I have to be honest with you. Choosing to release the hurt and the pain you have experienced in life, you always won't feel great about it. That shame, that that difficult, whatever they did to you, I know it was horrible, I know it was painful, but often you won't feel good about letting it go. That's why I said in the last episode, forgiveness is not a reaction, it is a response. What's a reaction? A reaction is an opinion. It's a snappy reply. It's uncalculated, but a response is truth. It's a wise reply and it is a mature answer. Forgiveness is not a reaction. You don't react and forgive. You do respond and choose to forgive. Forgiving means that I give God permission to get justice on my behalf. And I release the person that hurt me. I release the thing that hurt me. And I then release myself from my desire to get even with them. I release myself from sitting on the judgment seat of my own heart. I release myself from the responsibility to get justice through punishment for the desire that I have to see that other person hurting just as much as I did. I think that real forgiveness looks like taking justice out of my hands and giving it over to Jesus. You see, someone said it like this. They said, it's impossible to receive anything from God if you have a closed hand. So that means that we have to come to him. Hebrews says that what we come to him believing that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, it's impossible to please God. But before you even do that, you have to believe that he is. And so when we come to God, we come to him with an open hand saying, I release the responsibility I have to get justice for my own pain. So many of you watching me, I was in that place. I know what that feels like where you say, you know what? I want justice for my pain. I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I want some... Can someone see me? Can someone do anything about this? Can someone help me? Forgiveness is not a formula. I want you to know something. Just because you forgive, you still have to do the hard work of healing in the end. So many people think, well, I'm going to forgive them and woo, the world's going to be all good. No. Hear me. Just because you forgive, you still have to do the hard work of making the choice to walk in spiritual and emotional wholeness because forgiveness is not a formula or a religious obligation. Real forgiveness that comes from a pure place within our hearts. It releases us from bondage and it is a huge key to walking in spiritual and emotional wholeness. You want to be free? You want to walk in newness of life? Do you want to experience the abundance that Jesus died for? First, it looks like having him as Lord and Savior. But then it also looks like it means I got to forgive. Could it be that you're walking in bondage? Could it be that you have both, both spiritual and personal conflicts in life because you've made the decision within yourself, I refuse to 
forgive. Forgiveness is a process that you cannot afford to skip as you develop in life. I need to say that again because that's going to be so crucial to so many of you that are looking at me right now. Forgiveness is a process that you, it's too costly. Unforgiveness will cost you too much. You can't afford to pay that price in this time frame of your life and your development. You cannot afford to pay the price of unforgiveness. Before we go into the process of forgiveness and what that looks like, I really want to hit in on this idea that I was reading about and this this thing of it's time out for us falling prey to blanket forgiveness prayers. Uh Uh-oh, I just hit a nail on the head right there. I felt it when I said it. We've been falling prey too long to blanket forgiveness prayers. Have you ever prayed a bold prayer that looks something like this? And it may have said something like this. God, forgive me for everything I've done. Yeah. Have you ever said a bold prayer that looked like, God, I forgive everyone for everything they've done against me? Now, a lot of people will say, well, what's wrong with that? Can I pray a blanket prayer? God hears my prayers. If I'm a child of God, he hears my prayers. Absolutely. So the question comes to mind, is it right to say a bold blanket prayer of forgiveness? Is it wrong to say a bold blanket prayer of forgiveness? My answer, yes. (laughs) A lot of you are like, what? Blanket prayers. So many people pray these prayers in their place of pain because they want to get out of the pain really quickly. And in order for me to get out of this place of pain, I have to say this bold and this blanket prayer and everything will be all right. Because they're desperate to experience emotional wholeness, but they're not desperate to do the work of walking in emotional wholeness, then they will use this blanket prayer method of forgiveness or talking to God or whatever that may look like. I really think that emotional wholeness happens when we change our mindset from saying blanket prayers to saying more specific things, going to the root of our problem and allowing the Holy Spirit to facilitate freedom in our hearts. Real forgiveness is not a blanket prayer because forgiveness as a lifestyle, we don't live blanket lifestyles. I need to say that for the people in the back. Okay. Real forgiveness, spiritual and emotional wholeness do not happen over blanket prayers because we don't live blanket lifestyles. Life is very specific. Things happen to us that are very specific. We make choices that are very specific. We make the choice to forgive and to release judgment and to go about our lives and to pursue dreams and to pursue goals that are specific. So why would we think that a blanket situation could fulfill the bondage in our hearts could free us from the bondage in our heart that comes from unforgiveness. Life, we don't live blanket lives. So guess what? Newsflash, it's time to stop praying blanket prayers. Your father is specific. The psalmist said that we are made in his 
image, in our mother's womb. He knit us together and he made us specifically with a goal and a purpose in mind that is to bring glory to himself. Our God is not a blanket God. Therefore, we don't say blanket prayers and expect to be free from blanket forgiveness. The power of forgiveness doesn't come from the words we say or how badly we want to be free of it. The real power in forgiveness comes when we connect our head to our hearts and allow that connection to be to our heavenly father to receive his mercy and his grace for change. I want to say that again. Real freedom, real breakthrough, real emotional wholeness happens when we connect our head to our hearts. And all of those things together connect to our Father. And He gives us His grace and His power to change. So, for the last few moments that I have with you all, I want to lay some more groundwork, forgiveness debunked. And I want to talk about the process of what it looks like to forgive. You see, real forgiveness takes time. It often doesn't happen all at once. We make efforts and we make strides to walk in this thing called forgiveness, but it takes time and it is a process to really forgive And to walk in forgiveness, we have to learn how to embrace the process, which often means dealing with pain, repenting and releasing the hurt and the wounds that are often in our hearts. So what does the process of forgiveness look like? Number one, the process of forgiveness means acknowledging the hurt, the offense, and the wound that we have experienced. The first part of really forgiving is to acknowledge what happened to us. This is where we get real with God and we acknowledge the pain that we have experienced and we are experiencing. This is when we become open to God about the reality of our experience because the truth is he already knows it anyway. So many people I talk to, I I look at them and I say, why are you holding back your real heart of hearts from God when he knows what you're experiencing anyway? All he wants you to do is share your heart with him. Share your heart with him. Now, I can spend the next 30 minutes trying to teach you how to share your heart with God. But you know what? The Bible is always the best example of anything I'm ever going to say. So let's read this. Psalm 109 verse 21 says, David, this is David in the midst of his stress and in the midst of his pain. He chooses to pour his heart out to God. And this is what he says. But deal well with me, O sovereign Lord, for the sake of your own reputation. Have you ever been in that place where you said, you know what, God, you deal with me for the sake of your own name? Because right now my name is going... My name is a whole dumpster fire. My life is my emotions, my family, the thing that I thought I had all together. It's not together anymore. Deal with me for the sake of your own reputation. Rescue me because you are so faithful and good. For I am poor and I am needy. 
My heart is full of pain. David was honest with God and he said, I got a whole lot of pain going on in a whole lot of places. I'm fading like a shadow at dusk. I am brushed off like a locust. My knees are weak from fasting. I've been praying and I've been calling out to you, Lord. My knees are weak from fasting and I am skin and bones. I'm a joke to people everywhere. When they see me, they shake their heads in scorn. Help me, O oh Lord, my God. Save me because of not what I've done. Not because I, ca I can't save myself in this spot that I'm in. Save me because of your unfailing love. David shared his heart with God. He acknowledged the pain he was in. He acknowledged the wounds he had experienced. He acknowledged what he thought people were saying about him and around him. And he made the conscious decision and choice to share that with God. Hear me. Real forgiveness, the process of forgiveness starts by acknowledging where you are and telling God, hey, God, this is where I am. Number two, the process of forgiveness looks like focusing on the offense. Often we realize the root of our problem. We finally get to the deep place of our inner pain. When our hearts open up and we become aware of the countless areas that need to be processed or that need wholeness. So when we start getting to this place and we open up our hearts before God and we say, you know, God, this is where I am. It's like a giant box opens up. And it's like, oh my goodness, I got pain here and here and here and I got some over there and I just got a lot going on right now. Number two. Focus on the offense, specifically one offense. I know there's a lot of hurt in your heart. I know there's a lot of difficulty happening. I know there's a lot of things and places where you're like, God, this is hurting. This is painful. I just want to heal it all because I want to be emotionally whole. I want to be spiritually whole. I want to let you know something. Number two in the process of forgiveness is focusing on one offense. You see, it's impossible to heal everything at once. It's impossible to process everything at once. Like I said before, you are not a blanket individual. Therefore, you are not supposed to go through life taking blanket moves and trying to fix everything at once. Your heavenly father is all about specifics. If you don't, didn't know that, read Genesis 1. Yeah. Read how he created the world in Six days and rested on the seventh. He's all, our God is all about specifics. So much so he's interested in the specifics of your life. That's why the process of forgiveness looks like number two, focusing on one offense. You see, forgiveness and walking in spiritual and emotional wholeness is a lifelong process. That's why we pick one thing at a time. We pick one offense that has happened to us and we choose in the moment to process that offense. One thought, one feeling, one memory. And we focus on that. For me, uh, in the past, that looked like focusing on forgiving my father for not being present in my life. Forgiving people and, and leaders in the church, father figures that were supposed to have loved me and were supposed to have uh, shown me what does it look like to be holy in a godly way, holy in a healthy way, and they didn't. 
And so I had to make the decision to focus on one thing at a time and allow the Lord, take that one offense to God, that one hurting place to God and say, God, I'm hurting in this place. I'm not going to try to get and fix everything else. But can you heal this place? Can you bring wholeness to this place, this one place? Emotions are a part of our God-given design. And they have to be addressed and expressed as we work through our spiritual and emotional wholeness. By focusing on one offense, by focusing on one specific thing in the process of healing, it allows us to be honest with God about what we're feeling and what we're thinking and what we're experiencing. For you, it may be focusing on that one instance of abuse. I know it may have been years of abuse all combined into one that was a very horrible season of your life, but you need to focus on one thing at the time. This could look like journaling. It could look like uh, talking about the pain with a trusted friend. It could look like going to therapy, speaking to a therapist, talking with them about what you've experienced and, and the whole gambit of your experience. But regardless of what that looks like, it looks like processing one thing at a time. Focusing on one offense and saying, you know what, I'm going to Focus on this offense, and as I focus on this one offense, it brings us to number three, finding the theme of our pain. This is something that's really so important. We're going to go deep in this. How do you find the theme of your pain? The theme of your pain is, I like to say it like this, it's, have you ever emoted until you were empty? Have you ever vented and vented and vented and vented and vented until you had nothing else to vent about? At the bottom of the barrel of your venting, that's the theme of your pain. I was going through a painful experience here a few weeks ago, and I just wanted acceptance from someone, and I thought something was, gosh, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it, but I thought that something was going to pan out that I wanted to happen for so long, and it didn't. I believe it was not because of a decision of my own. I tried to do everything right that I could, but it did not work out the way that I wanted to. And so I was in the car. If you're wondering what it's about, it was a relationship. I was in my car and I'm emoting about this not going the way I want it to. And I'm emoting to God and I'm sharing my heart and I'm pouring out my pain and I'm focusing on this one thing. And as I'm getting to the bottom and the theme of my pain, the only thing that came out was these words to God. Why can't I be happy? That's all I could get out. After I had been emoted and shared my heart and thoughts and cried hot tears and just about screamed everything but yelled expletives. I boiled down to this one phrase. Why can't I be happy? That was the theme of my pain. It was the, the, the reality that I had equated this thing that I wanted so much with real happiness, with real fulfillment, and with real joy, it was standing in the way of what God really had for me. 
finding the theme of your pain. Our engagement with God will always result in us receiving his perspective. The theme of our pain is the place that the repeated question that we have, the the repeated question that's causing us, why this, why that? And so I believe that God had rejected me because I thought that this person had rejected me when the, the reality, they hadn't rejected me. They were really accepting me saying, hey, I want you to come into this type of relationship with me and not one that you really want because this may not be the time for the one that you really want. Getting to the theme of our pain. Number three choosing to take that pain and choosing to take that offense to God. You see, one answer from God will change our entire lives. One word from God will change everything about us. I said it before, engaging with God in the middle of our pain is real vulnerability from our soul and it's emotional honesty. When you're in the middle of your place of pain, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know you may be in a place of grief or rejection or even isolation in this season. And you're saying, you know what? I'm in the middle of this place of pain and I can't take this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. This is hard and I don't like it. That's what you're saying. Be honest. One word from God. Choosing to be vulnerable with him choosing to have emotional honesty, choosing to take that place to God, it allows us to see through heaven's eyes. It allows us to see through his eyes. And get this, in as we're talking about forgiveness, choosing to be honest with him and taking these things to God allows us to receive fresh compassion for the person we're releasing forgiveness to. It allows us to put them into the care of Jesus and to allow him to become their judge, not me. So when I was bringing this to the Lord and even though I was hurting and even though I was in pain, I said, God, I'm going to give this to you because I really don't understand how I'm going to get past this. I don't understand what this is going to look like, but I'm going to choose to give this to And that's when I learned a a real principle that my engagement with God will always allow me to receive his perspective on a situation. I begin to see through heaven's eyes. I begin to get holy compassion. I begin to allow him to become judge. I stepped off of the judgment seat of my own heart. I begin to really release forgiveness and to heal the theme of my pain, which was coming from focusing on that one offense because I had made the decision to acknowledge what actually happened to me. Finally, number five, the fifth thing in the process of forgiveness is we forgive with compassion. As we receive the truth from God, again, one word will change everything about us. As we receive the truth from God, we are then enabled to see the person or the situation that hurt us with his eyes and with his heart. This will open the door and allow us to receive compassion about this situation and compassion about the offense. Hear me, forgiveness without compassion is fruitful, fruitless, excuse me. I want to say that again because I really want you to get this. Forgiveness without compassion is fruitless. You can try to forgive, you can try to forgive, you can try to forgive, but we have to ask the Lord, 
Jesus, grant me compassion from your heart. Because in all honesty, I ain't feeling that right now. I'm not feeling compassion right now. I'm not feeling wholeness right now. I'm not feeling the ability to release. And so we have to be honest with God. That's a part of walking in this place of acknowledging the wound and acknowledging the experience, being honest with God and saying, this is where I am. And this is what actually happened. I don't feel it. I don't want to feel it. But forgiveness without compassion is fruitless. It's impossible to receive breakthrough and freedom from the bondage of unforgiveness if we don't receive fresh compassion from the hand of Jesus. Yeah, that's good. When we're connected with the heart of God, when we're connected with our father and and we receive his compassion on a situation, we're really able to look at the bigger picture in the story. I've been able to sit with so many people and pray with them and, and, and counsel them and, and be a witness to the testimony of Jesus in my own life towards them. And for so many people that may have come out of abusive situations or difficult situations, when they make the decision to forgive, it's not that God takes away the situation, but he allows them to see the situation through heaven's eyes. He allows them to see it through a lens of heaven. He allows them to see, oh, when I was going through this, when this was happening to me, you were there. And when we understand that Jesus was there and he was in the midst of this thing, we then receive compassion to see the situation through heaven's eyes. To see it through heaven's eyes. Forgiveness that stems out of compassion is always genuine. It's always holy. It's always transformative. And guess what? It's always good. It's always good. So I want to take a few moments and I want to just share what does it look like to really walk in forgiveness? What does it look like? I want to share a simple and sample prayer with you of forgiveness. It first looks like asking God, Holy Spirit, is there anyone I need to forgive? He will reveal that which he places on your heart. Is there anyone I need to forgive? And then choosing to forgive them. I choose to forgive. He'll bring you a name. He'll bring you a person. And you say, I choose to forgive them. But it's also not a blanket prayer. It's a specific instance. It's a specific time where we're making the decision. I choose to forgive them for hurting me, leaving me, abandoning me, abusing me. I choose to forgive my dad for not being in my life. I choose to forgive my mom for being overprotective and overbearing. I choose to forgive. And then release them. As an act of my will, I, I release them from what they did to hurt me. It hurt. This is where we're honest with God about how it made me feel. It made me feel alone. It made me feel less than. I felt like I didn't have any value. I felt like I was being used. I was an object. I released them from all judgment that I've held against them. Every place in me, that bitterness, that get even feeling that my pain longed for, I choose to release them from that. I repent for judging them. I repent for sitting on the judgment seat of my own heart and judging them. And then I choose to release them and then I bless them. 
That's the next step. Choosing to bless someone. I know it may be hard. I know it may be difficult. I know you may say, you know what? I don't think I can do this. You can. You know why? Because your wholeness is depending on it. Your wholeness is your health, your spiritual and emotional health is depending on it. You can do this. Forgiveness with compassion is always genuine. Again, that's all we have for this go round. I want to thank you for listening. I really believe that God's working in our hearts and he's doing something absolutely amazing. And the best part about it, the world's going to know about it. The world's going to know about it. I want to, hey, take some time and say thanks again for listening and for watching. Go ahead, click the subscribe button if you haven't already. You made it this far. You might as well go ahead and subscribe to watch more videos and more content about spiritual and emotional wholeness. God as a good father. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.